on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. And then for my big finale, I slide down it <laughs> and I grill myself. That's really, that's how I want to go. <laughs> Just being grilled. Alive. I want to be grilled, covered in chimichurri. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 307. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we learn that there's always three G's and a gangbang in. <laughs> The Other Siders. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Pretzel Jim. Yeah, what do you got for us today? What, what do you got? What do you got? <laughs> today, today we're just going classic. Oh, yeah? The Michigan Better Made Special Ooh. Butter Braided Pretzels. Now, here's the thing. If you're not from Michigan, these could be the special ones. We're... we're we get them all the time, so yeah. it's, it's nothing yeah, for us. Yeah, we get them all the time. And if you're... It's like it, pussy, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> you're exactly right, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, Pretzel Jim. Oh, I'm Pretzel Jim. If you don't know, if you're not a longtime listener of the show, you'll you you won't know that I'm Pretzel Jim. But it's what they call me. Oh yeah. I was talking to my mom earlier today, and she said Pretzel Jim. Um, you want some of these? I do. She said Pretzel Jim because that's what she's called me almost from birth. Sure. She said Pretzel Jim. Like, how do you stay so clean with the with the new pretzels every week? On the show, you've done 307 episodes at this point, and you've had 307 different pretzels on the show. And I said, "You know how it is, Jude. You know how you know what it is, Jugs. You didn't think, you didn't <laughs> think this through at all, did you? <laughs> this was the actual conversation that I had with my mother oh, today. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why else would I call her Jugs? Everybody does. <laughs> and she said, "You stay so clean with all the new pretzels." And I said, "That's Pretzel Jim, baby." what you do people know me as pretzel jim all all over the country dozens of fans across the country know me as pretzel jim if you didn't say so clean with the pretzels you'd just be jim right nobody wants to be jim jim doesn't stay clean so anyway um the best running gag we've had yet keep it going as long as there's new pretzels i'm gonna keep it going (laughs) oh what's going on sir what's up bud how you Um, doing i'm great finally i'm finally feeling Back to myself. I'm not. No. 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 My body. So the my human. Body. The my body. My body was ready, and then it accepted what I did to it, and then it decided maybe I wasn't so ready. Uh-oh. Here's the thing: the human body was designed to consume red meat. I believe this. I I do too. We're not. We're not designed to only. Eat. We are omnivores. We're not designed to only eat the flora. No. The fauna is part of the deal, too. Exactly. Um, it's just how much fauna, right? <laughs> like, how much red meat are you supposed to consume? And last, yeah, yesterday, we tested our limits. Yep. And we found the limit. <laughs> and my body, dude, last night. We had a after, date night. Yeah, so we went with the boys. It was a six six-way date. Went to, to a Brazilian steakhouse. Is it called Texas de Brazil or is it called Tejas de Brazil? Texas de Brazil. 
Are you sure? Yep. It's okay. not Texas de Brazil. Some I've heard some people say that. It's it's Texas de Brazil. Because I've heard people say Tejas. That's because they think they're fancy. Oh, they it's think not. they're fancy. Okay. I called them. I listened to their voicemail. It's Texas de Brazil. Texas de Brazil. Doesn't I'll, get more official than that. I'll take your that. word for it. Yep. So we went there, and it's one of these places where essentially it's just unlimited unlimited food. 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. They just keep coming to your table with literal swords Yep. with a bunch of meat stabbed on it. Yep. You and sit it, at a table. Your your waiter comes by, and it's like, hello, sir. Would you like some of my meat? And I just open my mouth, yeah. and they fill yeah, just, as much of their meat into me as they possibly can. Yeah, just can. pack it directly <laughs> into my stupid face <laughs> just as much as you possibly can. No, you have a little card next to you, and it's green means go, red means stop, and you basically just leave it on green all night. Yeah, yeah. And they come by, and they're like, spicy sirloin, picanha, Brazilian sausage, garlic chicken, uh, what else? Strip, um, the strip steak was fucking amazing. S- the strip steak, the uh, lamb. Oh, the whole uh, lamb, two giant different ki- lamb leg yeah, they came di- by. And then they also had lamb chops, like bone-in lamb chops. The, and then- the lamb leg... When you get the outside of it, when they first do the first cut of it, oh, yeah. was maybe the best morsel that I had of the entire night. It was so fucking good. I got the, uh, what was it? I think it might have been the picanha. I got like the cap on the outside, so oh. it was like crusty, and I had the big piece of fat. Yep, yep. And I dipped it in the, I dipped my first bite in the horseradish, which was divine. Mm-hmm. Second bite, well, the first bite was straight in the mouth. Sure, Because you got to taste it without anything, right? Second bite in the horseradish, third bite in the chimichurri, uh, and just keep going with it, you know? Absolutely. And we did. We went with it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little too hard. Oh, my the God. Last, your last bite, you literally you, you put it in your mouth, and I was almost there, but you got there first. Yeah. You literally shivered because your body was afraid of more meat. <laughs> yep. I got the chills. I put it in, and I was like, and I also, so everything was so good. Except for the beef ribs. The beef ribs kind of sucked, yeah. The beef ribs were not great. No, And that was like my last bite of the... Well, no, I ended up having one more bite of, I think, spicy sirloin just to like, just to get rid of the beef ribs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, unfortunately, it was the spicy sirloin that made me ch- get the chills, even though it was delicious. <laughs> Your body's like, no! Dude, everything was so good, though. Like, they, they put like a little dish of uh, like caramelized fried cinnamon plantains in front of you to like cleanse your palate Mm -hmm. that's delicious the salad bars like out of control so uh, it was amazing it was really really good oh yeah Um, so did i but yeah my body like hated we went back to fucking brian's house for a drink (laughs) afterward and then i was on my way home and i got to like 13 and little mac and it was like go time, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and I got. Home. I didn't get it. I didn't get it last night, dude. I got the fucking meat sweats oh, all yeah. night. I woke up at multiple times in the night, drenched in my bed. Like it was so gross. I'm sure your vegan fiance was loving that. Well, huh? luckily, luckily, I don't think that your meat sweats smell like meat. It was just gross, garlicky. Shit. Like I didn't have any of the garlic stuff though. You, oh, you guys, didn't? I not really. I didn't get any of the garlic, uh, the, the garlic sirloin that they had. I didn't oh, have any dude, of the, the chimichurri. Was so good. So I didn't have that problem. Oh, the chim- just, yeah, chimichurri was super spicy. Garlic she just spicy. Probably rolled over and touched a soaking wet like manatee <laughs> for you know at, <laughs> at multiple points in the night. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I I put my body. Well, before we get there. Did I oversell it? Because myself and our buddy Pat were the only ones that had been there before. No, you, you guys were all worried that I was overselling. Well, no, it. you didn't. I, I just, 
I figured it was going to be really good, but you kept on, you just kept going, going with it. And I was like, don't eternal sunshine this place for me because I'm really excited to go. And I didn't want to be disappointed in any way. Sure. Pat was right. Stay away from the chicken. Yep. The chicken's good. Actually, but it's I like, really like the chicken. So it was a little dry. For I didn't my think it was, taste. mine wasn't dry know. at all. Yeah, I just didn't. Brian and I both had it, and it was fucking perfect. I honestly could I could have eaten the spicy sirloin, the picanha, and the strip, uh, the strip, all, yep. like all night. Yep. I didn't yeah. get any of the sausage though. I'm kind of pissed about that. The sausage was really good. Yeah. But um, see, and the thing is, it's only fifty bucks for all you can eat. Like mm-hmm. if you're if you're looking to go out for a good steak, you're gonna spend way more than that on sure. one piece of steak. Just go there. Yeah, absolutely. Just go there, and you can and you can get as much as you want. You got your little tongs, so you can like help them direct the the piece they're cutting onto your yeah. plate or into your mouth. Yeah, you know. Yep, from sword to mouth. Yep. So <laughs> I ended up spending. I, I ended up spending like a hundred twenty five. Well, you got like dessert, but I got dessert, and I also paid for one of Brian's drinks, and which was supposed to be at my bill. Yeah, so <laughs> it was it was a little it was a little pricier for me, but like. A hundred twenty bucks for like a huge meal we easily, and drinks and we easily ate between two and two and a half pounds of meat. Oh, I for would sure, say. easily for sure. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is disgusting. Well, if you and that think makes about it, it. <laughs> like like the day before we went, I watched a guy eat an entire ten pound prime rib as a as an eating challenge, and I was like. I had maybe two two and a half pounds of meat in me last night. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I was like, "How the how, dude?" Like I would get. It's I would, not the first time. Oh, there were times where I was like, "I gotta slow down" because I, I'm like, I'm getting a little woozy. Like I'm, <laughs> it was bad. Yep. yep. Then I got I, up and I took a little walk, got some air, and like I, I felt a little better. <laughs> and then I'm, I came in and continued eating. I'm surprised that I feel as good as I do because I put my body through the fucking ringer this past week, mm-hmm. Saturday night. I was the first the first three days of this week. I was sick as a dog. Saturday night, came home from uh, uh, from uh, the architects and his wife's house, mm-hmm. and fucking one o'clock in the morning, I was ralphing like I've never ralphed before. Like not since I was a kid have I thrown up this violently. Really? Like like just everything. Like clutching my side, like the whole. I like, literally felt like I was being stabbed. I, th- I thought I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Kristen never got anything. She never got sick. No. Weird. Nope. She never got anything. Um. J- uh, Jay and Sarah never got anything either. Did I was you over eat there. anything earlier in that day I'm that maybe one, you see, got that's food thing. poisoning or something? If it was food poisoning, it wouldn't have lasted three days. Eh. Once you get it out of your system, usually that's it. I don't know. It didn't though. stay in my system. Uh, but whatever it was, though, I was down for the count for like three days, uh. like just like like headache, feeling like super chilly, and like I I thought I had stomach flu. I thought I had like the three day stomach flu. Yeah. Finally, like like the day before, like on Thursday or Wednesday rather, was the first day that I was like mostly feeling back to normal. And then mm-hmm. Thursday, I pack my stomach with all this meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this could be a terrible thing, but I bo- I have been planning this now for almost a month. Yeah. I would be goddamned if I was gonna miss this. <laughs> well, and you, yeah. Well, it's a, you kind of cleaned out your system though and prepared it. Kinda, yeah. Prepared it for Kinda. all the meat. So. Yeah, Kinda. it was good though. It was fun. But uh, yeah, it was fun. Nice, fun times. nice night out with the boys. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, other than that, I really haven't had too much going. No, on. no, that was really. my whole week was preparation for the meat. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Did you eat meat in preparation for the meat? Uh, actually, I had some. I had some uh, flat iron steak like two hours before we went to. <laughs> so you, well, I was you cooking ate meat before you went to go eat meat. I was cooking steak for my kids. And it was like perfect medium rare, and I was like, I can't not eat some of this. Sure. So, well, 
If it makes you feel any better, I got barbecue for lunch today. So, <laughs> <laughs> and see, I went. I I I don't want to eat meat for like. Oh, I was a, a I was ready for it. I, I was watching. Where'd you it, get barbecue? I was from? watching. Uh, it wasn't like from a barbecue place. It was from. Uh, it was like Mediter- Mediterranean barbecue, if you will, from the Mediterranean place down the street. Oh, but, see um, now like shawarma. Yeah, really it was like good. it was like shawarma and beef and a bunch of other oh, stuff. Damn. But um, so I guess it's not barbecue at all. It's just where's a good place to get like a chicken shawarma wrap? The best place? Yeah, down the street from my work. What is it? It's called Park Grill. So if you're ever in Gross Point or down that way, yeah, that sounds good for lunch tomorrow. It's delicious. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, I guess not barbecue. But I was watching some YouTube video where the guy was like cutting brisket and then pulling pork <laughs> and all this stuff. I was like, oh, I'm like, I need, I need this. more meat. <laughs> I didn't get enough last night. That's weird, yep, dude. That's yep. freaky. But uh, I like it. I like your style. Anyway, yeah, that's, dude. Uh, that's our week. Well, speaking of terrible things happening to your body, why don't we get into some corrections from last week? Stupid! You're so stupid! Uh, James, I don't have any corrections. All right. Well, I just have one. All right. So I was I was already telling you about the uh, the mixteamy that I I, I had to, <laughs> I had to drop when I immediately <laughs> got home last night. Speaking of which... Was it also McDreamy? Well, Patrick Dempsey does not play McSteamy in Grey's Anatomy. He plays McDreamy. Ah, okay. McSteamy is played by Eric Dane. Gotcha. So... I wouldn't know such things. uh, I would. Because I've watched watched plenty of Grey's Anatomy in my day, so... I can't fault you. I watch chick shows all the time, and I love them. So. Oh, you fucking love I do. Gilmore Girls, dude, dude. love Gilmore Girls. <laughs> We're in the middle of fucking uh, Emily in Paris, which is the made by the Sex and the City guy. Oh, it's yeah. fucking great. I love it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> sure. No, dude. I don't know if I'm losing cred for that, but whatever. <sighs> Who cares, dude? You like what you like, you know? It's fun. It's like, um, it's like fingers in the butt. Yeah. You like what you like. You, you know? <laughs> You never have too much of it. <laughs> All right, that's it for corrections. So what are we doing this week, Michael? James. Yeah. What are we doing? Uh, well, the movies. The movies. What's the theme? The theme. What's the theme? Well, so Mike hit me with the title tonight, The Other Siders, which he's like, do you get it? And I was like, well, it's, I mean, like The Outsiders. The Outsiders being... The best tag team in WW, or WCW history. That and... <laughs> That and. That and. That and. Do you want to explain it? Because you were the one who came up with the title. Oh, well, yeah. We're talking about gangs. Yeah. And not not any kind of gangs. Like undead gangs. Yeah. Like supernatural gangs. So they're from the other side. Like basically like. So they're the other siders. (laughs) Like punk rock dead gangbangers. Yeah. Like it's not really gangbangers, but they're like posses, like cliques. You know? It's like the, the, the boys gang. So... Mike was Mike was more fo- focused on the gang aspect of it. I was more focused on the car aspect of it because both of them have pretty uh, recognizable vehicles mm-hmm. that they cruise around in. So it is what it is. Sure. Um, so we we're talking about Nomads mm-hmm. from 1986, and sometimes they come back. Yes, from both... 1991. Correct. Both first time watches for me. I had never seen either uh, yeah, of them. Yeah. Oh um, wait, no. I have a story about this. Uh oh. Okay. That we'll get into. I th- okay. I thought that one of them was a first time watch for me. I think I know which one, but right. yeah. So um I highly doubt you had seen the other one. <laughs> no man well, no yeah. man's yeah, no no, I had never seen that one. Spoilers. But I have a story about sometimes they come back that okay. I'll get to when we talk we'll, about it. We'll come back to it. <laughs> Sometime. <laughs> I have to chug this. Why? 
Because I want to pour this into a. Because this, I don't. I feel just like picture it. Picture it like a nice lamb, like leg of lamb. Just getting. <laughs> Have you ever had mint jelly with your lamb? I'm not a fan of it. Why did Why did nobody know about this besides me? Uh, no, I knew oh, about did it. You know about I it? knew about it. I'm just not a fan of it. Yeah, it's just not really my my cup of tea. I'd actually probably rather put the chimichurri on it. Which Dude, would be delicious on that as well. Chimichurri is so good. But it's good on everything. I would just pour it right down my face. But uh <clears throat> so anyway, to go with that, this is picturing you in the summer, the slip and slide of chimichurri. <laughs> chimichurri. <laughs> oh. As long as it's made with oh. parsley and some freaks you put a little... some freaks make it with cilantro, which is fucking disgusting. You build you build a fire pit with a grate on it, and then you put a slip and slide leading to it with a little ramp at the end, and then you throw your meat down the chimichurri slip and slide, and then oh. it falls right on the grill. And then all those flavors... That's a viral video right there. And all those flavors get grilled right into the meat. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And then for my big finale, I slide <laughs> down it, and I grill myself. <laughs> that's really... That's how I want to go. <laughs> Just being grilled alive. I want to be grilled covered in chimichurri. Yeah. So will you keep that in mind? I will. Will you? Okay. All right. So to go with the movies tonight, we have from McKellar, uh, McKellar Brewing in San Diego. San Diego. Brewed and canned by McKellar SD in San Diego. We've had quite a few McKellars. We have, and they're usually always delish. So this one is a limited series, MKSD Guava Gang. The Guava Gang, because we're talking about gangs in a way. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty self-explanatory this week. Not a a whole lot behind it. Yeah, let me uh, see if I can... Is there anything on there? So this is a goes-style ale brewed with guava and sea salt. I like beers that that uh, throw a little sea salt in oh, them. Oh, I agree. Like uh, um, Sea uh, Quench. The, the Sea Quench from... Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Is that uh, dog, dog Dogfish? Head. Yeah, that's so good. Yep. It's got the salt. sea salt and the lime, the black lime. Salt goes with beer in the same way that salt goes with chocolate. Yeah. They're they're conf- they're they're completely opposite end of the spectrum flavor profiles, yeah. but they work so well together. Yeah. Yep. Yes, yep. for sure. And da, 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 there's really nothing else on here about this. It's a five percenter. We're also sipping on some anchor steam beer. Oh, we're sipping on anchor. Well, mine's gone. Oh, well, yeah. never mind then. And we're also we've we finally killed this bottle of four four roses small batch. God, we sound like alcoholics tonight. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> um so anyway, this is McKellar. Guava gang. Right. Gang gang, bitch. Oh. Ooh, it smell ooh. Does it smell good? It smell like guava? It smells like guava. Okay. I guess I, I guess I'm not familiar with like the inherent scent of guava. guava. Hmm. I think I like it. Okay. All right. Well, here, cheers, sir. Cheers, bud. Oh, but she tastes good. Oh, she's a good one. I love sours. Go- mm. Gozes and sours. I don't know. I love them. Yeah, dude. I can't get enough of them. Yeah. They're, they're, perf- they're perfect beer. Yep. Because you don't ever want to like chug them. So they're, no. they're, they're, they're perfect sipping beers. No, she wants, to be, she wants to be savored. She does. She wants to be slowly enjoyed. Yep. Just dip your tongue in a little bit, work it around, yeah. get a little fizz on it. Yep. Swish it. Ooh. <laughs> the swish. <laughs> oh, 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 the swish. I went to the dentist today. And oh yeah, he, and he told me I have very. Did you clean... give him? Did you give him the swish? I gave him the old swish. <laughs> he told me I have very clean teeth. Oh wow! I need to. I think he's hitting on you. I want to whiten my teeth though. I, I just like so. He gave me some free samples of some <laughs> like extra strength whitening shit. Ooh, I, I go to like, your same yeah, dentist, dog. so now I know I can get free samples of those from him. Well, so I didn't see Ruddy today. 
No, no. I saw, you know, Zarafa there. Yeah. I'm giving away. I'm giving away my fucking that's who location. I normally, that's so that's who you, I normally see. If you creeps out there, try, try to triangulate my location. I don't live near there. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm talking to you, Josh. Andrew, <laughs> you fucking weirdo. Um, no, Zarafa's son works there now. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I saw him. I don't so, know why. Because, son Rafa. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and I saw him. Joke. I don't. Huh? It's a bad joke. But he did. He 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 buffed off in an in enamel. <laughs> <laughs> he buffed off in my mouth. <laughs> no, I had like an enamel defect on my tooth that's been bugging the shit out of me for like six months, and he buffed it off, and uh, it's smooth now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really did a wonder in my mouth. <laughs> Oh, all right. Anyway, uh, anyway though, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about, James. Let's have a little. Let's have a little cinnamon caramelized plantain. Uh, uh, <laughs> Killing pa- it, palate cleanser, with some trailer trash. Man, man, that seemed like it happened way faster than I, normal. Dude, I'm on the ball tonight. I am on the ball tonight, <laughs> let almost, me tell you. It's almost like you had it ready to go. Almost. All right, let's see here. Um, I have two trailers for you. I'm actually excited about both of them. Okay. Um, the first one, uh, the first one we're going to do is a Russell Crowe movie. It's his really? new movie. It's called The Pope's Exorcist. I swear to God, oh, yeah. they've okay. made... How many movies now, excuse me, have they made about um, that... That priest, um, oh fuck, what's his name? Uh, Father Amor- Amorth, because he's he was the basis for The Exorcist. Uh, they did uh, William Friedkin did that. He was the bassist. Yeah, he was the bassist of the band <laughs> The Exorcist. Um, he did the uh, uh, documentary with uh, William Friedkin called The Devil and Father uh, Amorth. Uh, he's there's been some other movies that are based on it. Now this one is. Yeah. So they're all like all these movies are kind of I think sort of. In part, at least, based around the same source material. How do you spell that dude's name? Father. Okay. Yeah. A M O R T H. Oh, he's is he still alive? I think he is. Yeah. He is still alive. Yeah, he's ninety one. Oh no 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 no! Father Gabriel Morth passed away back in twenty sixteen at the age of ninety one. Devil got him. Anyway, um, (laughs) this is a trailer for the Pope's Exorcist. Uh, I hope that Russell Crowe is. I hope that he fares better in this because he. I feel like he's had a bad run as of late. He was great as Zeus in the new Thor movie, um, but that's the only thing that I've seen him in recently where I thought like maybe he was getting his mojo back because I kind of really I mean, fell off. What else did you have you seen him in that you thought he was bad in? Well, no, he just hasn't been in stuff. Like he just fell off. Like, yeah. He just kind of like lost his his the last status. The last thing I can remember seeing him in was um... Gladiator. No, not Gladiator. It was uh, um, uh, Les Miserables. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. Okay. Yeah. With uh, Huge Jackman? With, with everybody. Yeah. yeah, Huge Jackman, Anne Hathaway. Anne's half my boy. <laughs> this is the trailer for... Uh, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Redmayne. This is the trailer for The Pope's Exorcist. Father Gabriele Amort. On the night of June 4th, you performed an exorcism. Who will defend you? 
My faith does not require defense. Damn. Well, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah. I think it looks good. I mean, yeah, no, it looks it looks good. Like to me when I to like when they're talking about cuz they make it a point to say like this is Father Gabriel um, it, they were calling him a mort. Okay, maybe so it's a mort. Get, yeah. well, I mean, we'll just, you know, we'll Americanize it. A mort. My name is Mort. Gabe Gabe Amorth. <laughs> um so they're talking about, you know, like from the actual files of sure. Father Gabriel Amorth like you're expecting like something like something that's really like based in in realism like something that's based in reality you mean like the exorcist yeah (laughs) that's probably more based on the actual files than this is right this like this goes crazy like this i think it looks like a fun oh it's still a fun ride oh absolutely it looks fun like i was expecting something a lot less uh fantastical you know what i mean with like the the journey into this the 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 subterranean cathedral with the the second the second i got vatican conspiracy i'm like in no i like (laughs) i like that stuff like this to me looked like the exorcist mixed with national treasure mixed with like indiana jones or like one of the marvel movies or something. right yeah (laughs) so i'm i'm definitely down for it i just that's not what i was expecting you know what i mean like i was expecting something a lot more dark and serious he looks good though like he does he looks good and he sounds really good like his voice is very like gravelly Mm -hmm. and like he does the accent very well the accent sounds great yeah better than i can say for some people (laughs) who were you talking about Oh, we'll get there in a little bit. Oh, oh, <laughs> never mind. I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, no, I think that looks fun though. Like I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I agree. Th- I think that's what I wasn't expecting when when I when it, this started. I wasn't expecting to say, "Oh, that looks fun." Okay. I was gonna. I thought I was gonna come out of it going, "Oh, that looks that looks pretty spooky and that looks pretty intense." Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look spooky and intense. It looks fun. It does. Yeah. It looks like some people might get some chills sure, by it. Yeah. Um, that to me, like like I said, it, it looks to me more like an adventure yeah. than anything else. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You it's know? like the difference between walking through a haunted house, right? And being creeped out and then being on like a like a like a Disney ride where you're strapped in going through the haunted house. Right. Two completely different experiences. Right. It's a ride. Right. All right. Uh moving on. The next one we're uh trailer we're looking at is less horror, more exploitation. Okay. Uh, to be uh, Nazi exploitation. Nazi exploitation. Yep, yep. Because there's Nazis in it, and that's I'm gonna consider it Nazi exploitation. Okay. Uh, this is a movie called Sisu, and it is by the uh, the same director that did, um, fuck, what movie was that? Um, oh god, this is gonna drive me insane. Uh, he just did something Red else. Red Snow. No, I don't know. I'm it, just uh, thinking of movies uh, with uh, Nazis. Shit. It says it in the in the trailer, so we'll come back to it. But um, yeah, uh, this I I'm beyond excited about this. I have a perfect double feature for it for uh, later on. But uh, this is the trailer for Sizu. Sizu.
not about who's the strongest. This is about not giving up. We have a word for that in Finland. We might have a problem. That looks amazing. Amazing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what you were reaching for was from the studio yeah, that brought yeah. you John, John Wick, Wick, which yep. is... This is essentially so not the director, but the same same people that made it. Yeah, <laughs> this is essentially John Wick, except for an old an old gold miner destroying Nazis. Yeah, yeah, in, it looks in awesome. Finland. <laughs> it looks incredible. That looks really good. I love these new age exploitation movies. Like they're 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 made with so much polish, but they're so like just yeah. over the top yeah. violent, and I fucking love it. I would even consider the John Wick movies to be to a certain extent the exploitation. Like they're, they're no, gun, they call them actually gunsploitation, <laughs> gunsploitation something like sure. that. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to pair that with this movie called Mad Heidi, which is, which they're considered, they considered a Swiss exploitation movie. Okay. Looks incredible. What is it about? Same vein as that. Like it's oh, really? about this, 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 this Swiss woman who is. Swiss miss? A badass and women, awesome. women from Switzerland, you call them Swiss Miss. Oh, Swiss yeah. Miss. Yeah. That's a fun fact. It's about a Swiss Miss <laughs> and, um, she's very chocolatey. Oh. But uh, yeah, no, it uh, looks amazing. We're going to totally do those when that comes out. But um, yeah, yeah, Sizu looks absolutely fucking batshit crazy yeah. and amazing. Yeah, so. very cool. Anyway, those, uh, those are your trailers for the week, James. Cool, cool, man. So uh, let's now get... I need to come up with a... I need to come up with... <laughs> let's now. Let's... <laughs> uh, you'd think I would write it down so that I know it's coming, and I just don't. You would think. You would think. Um, it's time to get into the bleed feed. That's gotta all I got for you got, tonight. Yeah, to work on that. The bleed feed. <laughs> well, James, I feel like there was people that died this week. Uh, maybe not horror people, but there was people that died this week. And, I'm sure there were. Well, <laughs> like celebrities, though. Somewhere. Like, like, like I'm, I'm going to do this on the fly here. Who who died this past week? Let, me, go- let me Google. Looking who, it up. Looking it up right now. Who died this week? Richard. Oh, Richard Belzer died. He was from uh, Law & Order. Uh, one of the oh, original yeah. Law & Order. Yeah. He passed away. I think that's who I was thinking of. Yep. Um, I don't know who Tim McCarver is. Raquel Welch died like last week. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we're caught up. Yep. If you uh, if you watch Law and Order, well, that sucks. Uh, but let's see here. A couple pieces of news. Nothing pressing. Nothing. Nothing crazy, James. It's not a crazy week. Nothing crazy, James. No. Nothing. Well, nothing crazy, James. That's good. Um. Let's see here. Guillermo del Toro. Uh, just put out his Pinocchio movie uh, in stop motion, which is part of a deal he had with Netflix. It looks really good. It looks incredible. Yeah. And I love the fact that Guillermo del Toro is really spearheading this movement of using stop motion to make adult movies with adult themes as a mode of storytelling, not for children. That's because his Pinocchio is not a kid's movie at all. Really? No. I watched the making of and the trailer, and it looks pretty whimsical. Well, it, it by nature it is, and the story, whatever. But like, there's it's it's not though. Like it's a it's an adult fairy tale. From that's the way that he's described it, at least. Okay. Um. So next up on the slate, though, I is guess you uh, could, I mean, like, I guess you could say that Pinocchio itself is somewhat adult oriented, 
based on its themes. So I'm only familiar with the Disney Pinocchio. I'm not even familiar the, with the, the source material. Even the Disney Pinocchio, I would say. I mean, yes, it's obviously it's a children's cartoon, but like the themes that are present in the mm-hmm. in the movie are somewhat adult. Sure. You know. Well, that was a lot of Disney movies in general though. There's that's, always those undertones. That's true. But um next up though on the docket for Del Toro and Netflix with uh another stop motion movie is going to be a movie called The Buried Giant. And this is uh it's an adaptation of a book called The Buried Giant by I'm going to say this name wrong. Uh Kazu Ishiguro. I'm going to guess you Kaz- said that. Kaz- wrong. Kazu Ishiguro. I think I got the last name right. Uh, it's a fantasy novel. Um, the novel follows an elderly Brighton uh, couple, Axel and Beatrice, living in a fictional post-Arthenian England in which no one is able to retain long-term memories. Oh. Yeah. Um, so this is pretty exciting. Apparently this is like, this this book won the Nobel Prize for literature. So it's like a big deal, I guess. I've never <laughs> I've never heard of it because why would I be reading Nobel Prize shit? Kazuo? It could be Kazuo. Kazuo Ishiguro? Yeah, I got the last, got the last name right. No, you didn't. You said... Ishiguro. And you said Ishigairo or something No, like I didn't. No, yeah, you, you, you did. You wanted me to say it wrong. Yeah, well, you did. But you said Gyro. Now I'm hungry. I want, oh. more, I want more lamb now. <laughs> but it's not Gyro. It's not Gyro. It's, it's Euro, but... <laughs> no, it's Gyro. It's Gyro. I got one of them on my bike. Let me get one of them Gyros. Do <laughs> you have a Gyro on your bike? A Gyro? Yeah. What was spin that? Spin your handlebars around in a circle. On your on your trick bike, is that what they call it a, gy- a gyro? Yeah, G Y R O. Oh, I mean, yeah, I had my yeah. I had those kinds of handlebars, but I didn't know that's gyro, what they baby. called it. Oh yeah, Damn. that shit was like magic when we were kids. Oh hell yeah. Um, anyway, well, yeah, though, so how do the brakes work? How do they work? It's like <laughs> magnets. <laughs> Magnet, don't even get me started on magnets. How the <laughs> fuck do those work? <laughs> uh, anyway, though, so if you're into uh, Del Toro and his stop motion stuff, this is, looks like it's going to be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's here. Moving on. Um, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but today it became official. Um, HBO Max has officially ordered two series, uh, Welcome to Dairy, which is the Pennywise prequel series. Uh-huh. So that's going to be fun. I feel like there's a lot of stories that are that are rife for the taking. Oh, you motherfucker. Nah. Uh, actually, ripe for the taking will be actually good. Ripe, too. For, ripe for the see for the in this ripe in this the way. <laughs> the 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 story of dairy is or the or is rife with stories. Dairy is yeah rife, ripe with rife, rife with pretend. It's like it's like like it's like it's come the, to fruition. You can pick those stories. Now. But the way that you've been using the word ripe lately, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're you mean rife. I do. You're even, right. Even Brian corrected you yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Brian. I know. It's don't don't ever find yourself in a situation where you let fucking Brian. I know. I correct know. you. I gotta give it to him every now. For and then. shame. Um. And I say Andy Muschietti and Barbara Muschietti are uh, are um uh, uh, producing it. Oh, Babs Moosh. Yep. They're all they're producing it back from uh, from the movies and whatnot. So that's pretty exciting. If you're if you're into the world of uh, it and dairy and all things Stephen I King, am. Then, I am. Yeah. This is a no-brainer. Um, we only, also only a couple months until I get to start it again, and I'm Ooh. very excited. <laughs> well, I'm I'm about a third of the way through it, so maybe you'll you'll probably beat me to finishing it. Again. I guarantee yeah. I will. Yeah. Um. So we talked last week about the new Hellboy film, uh, <laughs> and uh, the Hellboy film now has a uh, has a title and a projected rating for what they're aiming for. Okay. Uh, it's going to be called Hellboy: The Crooked Man. Yep. It's being written by Mike Magnolia, who wrote the Hellboy comics. 
So that that fares well, at least that he's involved in it. Um, but they are aiming for a a hard R folk horror movie. Dope. So I'm I'm excited about it. I am honestly. I think that um, I think that it'll it'll likely be good, depending uh, predicated on if they cast the right actor for Hellboy. Yeah. Don't know who it could possibly be. Um, uh, maybe maybe uh, Pooey from Seinfeld. Who? Pooey. 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 Isn't that isn't that his name from Seinfeld? Uh, what's his what's her name's boyfriend? Oh, <laughs> Pooey. Putty. Putty. <laughs> Patrick Warburton? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Be a great Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of like Ron Perlman, in fairness. Um, anyway, though, so yeah, so if you're into... If you're, yeah, that's right. If you're into Hellboy, uh, that's kind of exciting, though. Uh, and the last bit of news is, this is just fun, with Cocaine Bear already uh, out in theaters this weekend, yeah. uh, you know, mockbusters are all the rage. Yeah. They're already making a mockbuster of Cocaine Bear called... Attack of the Meth Gator. <laughs> I'm sold. Uh, I am sold. That's awesome. An alligator who takes meth. Why not? I'm. It's I'm awesome, and, it, and it's actually somehow more believable than Cocaine Bear <laughs> because meth, which is ironic because it's based on a true story. Because the idea, like, like the idea of a bear taking a bunch of cocaine, sounds far fetched. But with the amount of meth and the amount of gators that are present in Florida, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> it sounds like something that could easily happen. Yep. Like yep. The, those are two things that are ever present in Florida: meth and gators. Yep. So yep. it sounds like it could happen. Yep. So I'm uh, I'm into this. When that comes out, we'll have to watch it. But uh, yeah. Oh, there's actually a poster for it. There already. is Attack of the Meth Gator. That's. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep. Looks like every uh, looks like every woman in Florida. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Kidding. Don't no, he's not. Don't cancel me, bro. No, he's not. Uh, anyway, though, yep, there we go. That's your news. Cool, man. That's all I got. All right. What uh, the fuck? We're only 40 minutes in? That means we can talk for four hours about these two movies. Well, we're going to take a four-hour break, apparently. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get serious about some shit. Yeah. Yeah. We're not even usually starting by now. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to get serious about some stuff. Maybe have a few more drinks. We're gonna get serious. Maybe have serious. maybe have some more red meats. Yeah. Oh, yes. Definitely having yeah. some red meats. A few more pretzels. A few more pops. Yep. And then we'll be back to discuss nomads. And sometimes they come back. Sometimes they do. And guess what? We will. Yep. We'll come back. Yep. With your host Pretzel Jim and Meaty Mike. <laughs> All the meats. <laughs> Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. You know what all of our theme songs are missing? Bass. Well, <laughs> not all of them. That one wasn't. But you know what it's missing, though? What? A little French horn action. Oh. I think it would benefit from it. Like, uh, like, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of French fucks, um, <laughs> Nomads from 1986, directed by uh, our Lord and Savior John McTiernan. John McTiernan. Fucking diehard predator. Uh, yeah. Last action hero. Yeah. Diehard with a vengeance. Yeah. Amongst many others. Nomads. Um, <laughs> fucking nomads. Uh, in fairness, it was his first movie. Was it? It was his first movie. Okay. Uh, I, I I read here. Curious uh, little little thing. Um, Nomads is the movie that Arnold Schwarzenegger saw that convinced uh, him to convince the studios to hire him to do Predator. Predator. Because right Predator on. came right after Nomads. Right on. Um, but maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger was on crack. <laughs> it's it's possible. Yeah, but Predator's awesome. Predator's great. Die Hard's awesome. That's true. Okay, so maybe maybe Schwarzenegger knew saw something we didn't. Hunt for Red October is awesome. That's good. Maybe it's just like Connery. Sean Connery, Last Action Hero. That's one of my favorite movies from when I was a kid. It's a good one. Um, Did you want to be the kid in that movie? So bad, right? Hanging out with Arnie. Come on, forget about it. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. A French anthropologist specializing in nomadic groups moves to Los Angeles with his wife and starts following a group of sinister street punks who seem to live and move around in a black van. But they aren't what they seem. Um, okay, so this movie is starring Pierce Brosnan as a Frenchman for some reason. I, I don't get it, but okay. Uh, his accent it might be one of the worst things that I've ever heard in my life. Like, we hear a lot of bad <laughs> accents on this show, mostly done by me, but... This takes like it's so bad. <laughs> it gets it gets a little better sometimes. It's so Pepe Le Pew though. Like it's, yeah, it's oh yeah, so it's like very bad. typical like <laughs> cigarette. Now was was uh, Veronique was she actually French because she sounded French? It, like in real life, is yeah. she French? Um, I didn't look that up. I probably uh, should Anna have. Maria Mocinelli. Like or maybe she's that Italian. to me sounds Italian. Sounds Italian, yeah. Her, her, but fine. If she's not though, her accent actually sounded legit. I think she was probably just playing an Italian broad, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because well, speaking French. Oh, uh, was she speaking French? Yes, they're both from. Oh France. yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, like she actually sounded good. I'll give was, her that. She was born in Morocco. Oh well. Well, she did it good then. I don't know what Pierce Brosnan's problem was. Oh, wait. He's Pierce Brosnan and he's Irish. Oh, cig- <laughs> cigarette. Maybe that's why you don't do uh, French accents. He's not Irish, is he? Yeah. He's from Irish, Irish descent. Pierce um, Brosnan? Yeah. So you have uh, you have Leslie Ann Down, who plays Dr. Eileen Flax. She's the main character who is a surgeon who, who gets taken over by the memory ghost of Pierce Brosnan or something uh you have adam ant of adam and the ants uh playing the main uh gang member guy uh mary warnov who plays dancing mary she's also uh one of the gang members she's like an avant-garde actress like she's she's like a cult cult icon um that's those are the only uh, uh people really of note this is the part of the show where i would tell you what the movie was about I don't know that I can do that, James, because I don't know what this movie was about. Oh, crap. I'm about to call you an idiot. Why? Well, because I, I, I was going to say that there's there's like a lot of people online who say this movie was too confusing to follow. That's fine. What did I miss? And I, I just didn't think it made any sense. And I was, was going to say, that's true if you're a moron. <laughs> 
Like, you couldn't follow along with what it? The, what was the plot of the movie? The plot of the movie was, so he was an anthropologist. Yeah. They move into this new house. Yeah. Some fucky stuff starts to happen, and he realizes that there's a black van that's always around whenever the fucky stuff happens. So because he's an anthropologist and he's fascinated by human beings and sure. culture. Sure. He, this all makes sense of our... Uh, I mean, he gets a little ridiculous. Like, following these street punks for 30 hours straight seems weird to me. But he was obsessed, right? Like, sure. And he... I, To me, like, the when he explains to his wife in sort of a frenzy that there's nomads in, in L.A., I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, like, there are <laughs> there are people who just live in vans and shit in L.A. That's not that weird. I I my, I go. Are they so? They're just afraid of nomads. Like they're just afraid of homeless people. That's what this this whole movie. Basically. This whole movie is about homophobia. He's like, like that's it. He's like <laughs> he's like he's like they just drove around, for, and and they never stopped, and they went from hotel to hotel, from gas station to gas. Oh, hold on, I'm not doing the. They went from hotel to hotel, from gas station to gas station, from from restaurant to restaurant, cigarette. <laughs> And I was like, "Yeah, dude, some people just are like that." But that that was, like, I don't understand what was. So he he became obsessed with because he spent his entire career uh, studying nomadic tribes and stuff like sure. that. So he was he was uh, fascinated by this idea that within the within the confines of of civilization. You know, because L.A. would be like the tip top of civilization that there's nomadic tribes, essentially. So he became obsessed with that. But then also there was like this weird the the weird connection to the, the house was that was so loose. What what connection was there? There was there was the the newspaper clipping clippings about like the the there was fam- and the stuff. families yeah. who had been slaughtered. So it was pretty obvious that the nomadic tribe who spoiler they just, they spo- target that house spoiler alerts it turns out they're actually like spirits. malevolent spirits but which, it's never really explained which are called they're called in the movie they're called inuit yeah which i looked up inuits are an actual people well inuits are so i mean he had studied inuit people yeah i don't i guess I so like the fact that you're they pro- I feel like you're proving my point here a little bit. Well no, the fact that they called them well and they were calling them Inuit, right? Like the fact that they were using that word to to suggest that they were like some sort of malevolent demonic force was weird. I th- maybe it's just well, so you got to take into consideration that back in the 80s uh probably the more the more ubiquitous term would have been Eskimo at the time. Sure. So Inuit might not have been a term that most people were familiar with. So they just made a movie for dumb Americans, and they're like, oh, we'll just call it Inuit, and they're demons, right? Sure. That's my explanation for it. I can't okay. really think of any other any other explanation for it. So anyway, he gets obsessed with following this tribe around. He suddenly he starts to realize that they aren't what they seem because he's taking pictures of them and stuff like that, secretly yeah. taking pictures of them, and then he goes to uh, look at the pictures to like develop the film reels, and there's nobody in the in the pictures, and so he so he slowly starts to lose his mind mm-hmm. over this whole thing, um, and then 
at the beginning of the movie, so this whole like everything that you're seeing of of uh, what's his name Jean Jean Charles Palmier, uh, everything that you're seeing of him is f- set up in flashbacks. Yeah, mostly, but through Eileen Flax. Eileen Flax. So, so at the beginning of the movie, I thought I thought this was cool at first because I'm like, okay, so Pierce Brosnan shows up at a hospital dying, and he dies within the first like seven minutes of the movie. He's flipping out like he's only speaking in French, and he's yeah. like very frantic, and they think he's on PCP. So he whispers something in her ear, and then he dies, and then suddenly she's replaying the last like week of his life. And she's going to all the places where he went. Why? Why is she reliving his memories? Basically, the way she, basically the way she uh, explained it was, he whispered his memories into my head. But why is she reliving them and going to all these places? It doesn't make any sense. I think she can just remember them. Like, why is she? Like, this is what I say when it doesn't make sense. No, I don't. That preserves no part of the story. To me, to me, this movie was like sort of, sort of a possession movie. Like he, oh sure, his it wasn't she wasn't like willingly going to these places. I think that like she was seeing these visions in her head, and she's just sort of like involuntarily she's, going. She's literally reliving the scenes right. in the places where they took place. Right, and but, I and I think the purpose. I think the purpose that it served was to warn his wife. Sure, but nothing up until over halfway through the movie, she's not around the wife. So what does any of that serve a purpose to? Nothing. To tell us as the viewers what's what's happening. But, but that that's a lu- that's a ludicrous plot device to try to, to tell the story. Why? Because they should have just showed him doing it. They could have cut the beginning of that off. Ha- show him in his story, and then he goes to the hospital. Oh, I... And then he can whisper into her to her ear because when he dies, apparently you can jump bodies. Like they don't explain that at all. Apparently you can put your wi- he can just whisper his memories into somebody's ear, which makes no sense. But if he's trying to warn his wife, then he does that while he's dying, and then and then he can live through her to go warn her. That makes sense. For her to go back and relive all of his memories doesn't make any sense. There's no purpose for it. I don't think... <laughs> I, to me, I, I don't think... I don't know. I, I guess I, I wasn't like looking that deep into it. I just thought, like, oh, we're going to see this through flashbacks. Like, I'd, like I knew what I was watching. I yeah. just didn't know why I was watching it. Um, <laughs> like it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't... Like... It, <laughs> Well, the the one thing that you hit on that I didn't really think about is why can he suddenly breathe yeah. all of his memories into her? That's he, not a it's not an established thing anywhere else in the movie, even so, with the nomads. So let's take his let's let's think about his his storyline and like forget about the fact that it's a, a, a flashback at this point, right? Let's just think about his storyline. Mm-hmm. He's following these people. Uh he returns home after his 30 hours or whatever. Does he, does he, and then he thinks he's having a nightmare and then he goes out and he smashes Adam Ant in the, mm-hmm. in the face with a, with a tire, uh, crowbar or uh, tire iron, tire iron. Yeah. Does that actually happen? Yeah, it does. Cause the tire, well, or, I think at, so. or at that point, is he going crazy? No, he sees them. Cause I think the whole idea is that these nomad things are, are real, right? They exist in every culture. There are these spirits just kind of wander free, that that don't that don't really bother anybody except for maybe like targeted people and that's it. Most people would. Well, see Well, not them. everybody can see them. But that's the thing; they can. 
some people see them and some people don't. It's kind of the same problem as in the other movie, too. Like, they don't establish who can see them and who can't. They, they say, they say in, uh, in this movie that th- these people, probably you see them all the time. You, never know, you, you would never know that they were dead. Half the stuff that you see isn't actually real. Like, so they I say wonder, that in the movie. I wonder if that's meant to be sort of a... Uh, I wonder if that's meant to be sort of a commentary on, like... Uh, in this movie, it's they're set up as, like, counterculture-type people, like, yeah. punk, like leather-clad punks, you know? I wonder if it's supposed to be sort of a commentary on, like, the the undesirables in... Because, in, in, like, you think of nomads, you think of people who don't have homes necessarily. They homeless just, people. They just travel from... So, no, well, I, no, no, I'm saying, like... Homeless and, people and, that wouldn't consider themselves homeless, though. They just don't have a home. But, like, my point is... If it's if it is sort of a commentary on how these are the the quote unquote like the undesirables in society who like society at large just sort of turns a blind eye to them, you know what sure. I mean? So I mean, if that I don't I don't I'm not convinced. I'm that not that sure was it's it. that deep. I don't think that it is. I can see where you're going with that. I don't think that's what it's about. Yeah, I um, I don't necessarily think that's what about that's what it's about either. But you could kind of take it that way. I think if you're tr- if you're trying to put some sort of a spin on it to where it makes sense, sure, sure. Um, I also don't. I also really don't understand why. Um, why, like, like what, what, like, so if you kill one of them. Does that mean you become one of them? Like, or how does I, I don't understand? Is it because he? Oh, okay. So here's the how thing. did he become a nomad? So okay, that's I think that's what we're missing. Like his whole thing because he about, becomes sexy biker Pierce Brosnan at the end of the movie. He does very very <laughs> sexy. Um, just like just leather from head it's, to toe. It's as sexy as a bad Halloween costume can possibly look. <laughs> That's that's about it. <laughs> and a like a like a bad uh like Charlton Heston looking beard. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like you bought biker costume from Spirit Halloween. That's 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 what he looked like. <laughs> um so okay, let's think about this then. So why was he able to why was he able to like breathe his memories into this chick, right? So cuz I I kind of I kind of forgot about the fact that he becomes sexy biker at the end, right? Sure. So the whole idea of the nomads maybe is to like bring bring more souls into their ranks, right? They want to get back to and I don't know why they have this fixation on this house, but they want to they as soon as people see them cuz it's it it does yeah. suggest that not everybody can see them. So like as soon as people do see them, they're attached. They're targeted, yeah. right? So Maybe at that well, point, he when already, he was in the but, hospital, he was already sort of infected with whatever. But that already doesn't make sense because they were already targeting the house. They were already targeting him. So mm-hmm. they already saw him. Mm-hmm. So that didn't make any sense. When they're killing the dude in the alley, it also makes no sense for him to make himself known and be like, hey, stop <laughs> it. That guy was clearly already dead. Why yeah. are you making a scene? <laughs> that was that was a really stupid scene. <laughs> makes no scene. sense. Yeah. He's out there just taking photos and then somehow randomly ends up taking a sexy photo shoot of one of them for God knows what reason. Like, I, like she's just randomly doing this like weird strip tease on the, the hood of a car in front of him. He's like, oh, I got distracted by yeah, the like, lady. Like, like it five minutes, why? five minutes before that, they were chasing him down yes. to kill him. Why? 
And then after that, she's doing the sexy dance. I, so I don't know. Like, yeah, it's it kind just, of a it mess. Just, it's a complete mess. And can we please talk about the absolutely like awful, out of place rock soundtrack to this movie that didn't help any scene? Like, oh, fucking. Like, like I usually like when they when when a soundtrack is more like classic rock songs and stuff, but none of the scenes where there was like like ripping guitar solos and rock music fit the scenes. None of them. It was it was constant dive bombs, <laughs> like eighties dive bombs yes. provided by Ted Nugent. Yeah, was it really? Oh yeah. Oh, was it? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was Ted Nugent <laughs> doing all that shit. Though the entire that shock me. the entire soundtrack was written by Ted Nugent. Okay, that doesn't shock me. Also, did you notice that Carrie Elwes's brothers were all over this movie too? Oh, I did not notice that. Uh, Damien Damien Elwes was an executive producer. Okay. Or no, sorry, Cassian Elwes was an it was an executive. Producer. I don't think I realized that he had brothers that worked in the industry. And Dave, Damien Elwes did all the graffiti in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Cool graffiti. Cool graffiti, Se- dude. Sex. So what is it? What does it say? Uh, was it was a. It was a. Oh, sex, death, pig, sex, or death. something. Sex, death, pig, kill. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? It means something. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. I tried looking it up. It means nothing. It's it's gibberish. Did you really? I did. Why? Because I thought maybe I was missing something. It's gibberish. Um. But yeah, like the the soundtrack is so incredibly distracting to this movie. It's very like um <laughs> it's well it's jarring too because it's pretty normal. The soundtrack's pretty normal for like the first 10 or 15 minutes and then all of a sudden there's that scene where like when everything's the, normal still, yes. The IV bottle goes to like smash on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's just like wee 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 and I was like, what's with all the fucking dive bombs? And, and then they, I was watching the credits and it was like, guitar performances by Ted Nugent. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, me. there you that go, That doesn't dude. shock me. There's a scene where he's like uh, at the end, sort of towards the, the third act of the movie. And he's like running out of the house or whatever, trying to like clear his mind. And he's running across the street. And it should be like a, like more of like a. Um, yeah, yeah. Instead you got. It's like, what is going on right now? It makes no sense. And the crazy thing is that this movie, I know so many people that have recommended this movie to me. Really? Like like recommended it saying they had fun with it and this and that. It's on it's on so many like hidden gem horror movies you've never seen. Like great horror movies you've done. I don't understand why people like this hold movie. Hold on, wait, hold on. I had fun with this movie. I I, I did. I honestly didn't. Like I, I'm watching it and I'm just I was just so confused. I was just waiting for it to end or waiting for something to happen. I wasn't confused. Like I, I understood what they were going for. It did seem disjointed and just kind of a well, mess. But then you have, but like, like there was stuff that I, there was stuff that I, every once in a while, I would just crack it, crack, crack a smile, and I'd just be like, I liked that. Sure. You know? Cracking a like, smile uh, every now and then though doesn't doesn't make a hole though for a good movie to me or even uh, even a fun movie. to Oh me. no, to me I was just like it was more like it was just like 
I, I was I enjoyed my watching experience. Like Francis Bay shows up at one point in time as an old nun for some reason. Yeah. Like in the middle. Like is she actually there? Is she a ghost or is she dead? I, like I was what thinking is she? The whole time, like this is our this is our payback for putting Valak through at the in the slayoffs. We get we get shitty old nun. Um, <laughs> I liked her though. She, she was, was she creep- was fine. Like, she, she was, was creepy. actually yeah. creepy. When he first of all, he's pointing the flashlight in her eyes the entire time. I'm like, dude. <laughs> It's so rude. Like she gave you the flashlight, but the way she says, the way she says, "Will you stay for tea or something like that?" Yeah. And she and she like backs out of the shot into the darkness and just disappears. I was like, "Oh, that was fucking kind of spooky." That was the only part that was that that had a little bit of creep factor to it. Um, I'm I'm waiting though for the entire. I, I'm waiting for the third act. I'm like, okay, there's got to be at least one cool VFX scene of like the nomads and like their their ghostly form or something. Like, there's got to be something. Yeah, yeah. Instead, we get two women just passed out, waking up and talking for the climax of the movie. Yeah, like, there's no climax. <laughs> well, it was like, why did the? No- I wish there was a climax between the two women well- at the end of the movie. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Well, they they spent so much time setting up the scene, and and Frenchie's like standing at the window, going, "Who are all these people?" You know, and like, and it's like, yeah, dude. There's suddenly like like a hundred bikers, yeah, outside of your house, and I was like, that's cool. And then they start no breaking payoff. into the house. They start busting in through the windows. The 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 women go up into the attic. And then Dancing Marie or whatever her name was smashes through the attic and, and comes up and just him. looks at them <laughs> and then leaves. <laughs> and I was like, "Why you had him? Like, why didn't you go in and it's kill like him dog, or do it's whatever?" Like a dog with a car. Oh, I got you now. Okay, bye. Like, <laughs> like, and then they just go down and they get in the car. And then, and then they, they meet sexy Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, and then she says, "No matter what you do, just keep driving. No matter what you see." And then all of a sudden, sexy Pierce Brosnan shows up and. Uh, I keep calling her Frenchie, but what's her, what was her name? <laughs> Nikki. Works. Nikki. She almost crashes the car, even though yeah. she, the other girl told her not to look at what she, you know, like not to pay attention to what she sees. And he stops and he's like, takes off his goggles, and she almost, you know, wipes out, slides yeah. off the road because suddenly everything's wet, you know, and like. <laughs> <laughs> bridge is slippery when almost just slipped right off the road there i don't know i this nothing about this movie made me like it I, you can't change my mind i didn't I, even have fun with it like overall I, I overall like i had a fun time watching it but i was i was like this mostly is just like it doesn't make a lot of sense like i i followed the story just fine and i understood what they were going for but i was like there's so much there's so many random shots like what was with the thing up on the this the high rise where the where ponytail suddenly shows up and pierce brosnan throws him over the side i don't know who knows that really awesome uh uh cgi effect (laughs) oh that was great i who knows no idea no and that's the thing she catches up to her memories and then now suddenly she's still seeing other memories that don't have anything to do with no, after she after she, after the There's memories no cons- got caught up and she actually wakes up in their house. Then then what is she dreaming though? Because before everything was going to a purpose. She didn't go up to the roof. She didn't she didn't go there while where he was doing that. So why are now what, what is 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 this just a flashback now or is it a memory? We don't know. 
flashback and a memory are kind of the same but she, thing. No, no. Well, but in this case, so she's reliving the memory. So is it her reliving a memory or is it just a flashback for the, for the oh, viewers? Oh, I see. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. There's no context to any of this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All I can say is like, as I was watching it, it's it's like, it sounds like a mess as we're talking about it. But it as, was. as I was watching it, everything felt like it was falling in place for me. It, it did not for me. So whatever. Um, before we end here, though, just to add to how bad the French was in this movie, uh, in the French version of this movie, Pierce Brosnan's character is not French, but they made him German. <laughs> they made him German in France, and his name is Johnny Bauman. <laughs> oh, Johnny Bauman. <laughs> Why, dude? Because they disowned it too. <laughs> oh, wow, that's awesome. Anyway, that's uh, that's Nomads. It's uh, it's on Shutter if you want to watch it. Four ninety nine, go get it. Um, but uh, yeah, at your own uh, peril. I I I don't recommend it. Apparently, James had a wrong with it. I would say give I, it a watch. I thought I thought it was kind of fun, but. Not the best movie in the world, obviously. No, no. Why don't you? I, I, I'm, it's so nice to go back to two movies. Uh, yeah. It's nice, back to back to form. I like this. It was kind of weird though. I was like, I got done with one movie, and then I was like, Nah, oh, fuck. Shit, we got another. I gotta one. Watch another movie. <laughs> uh, why don't you take us into movie number two? All right. So movie number two. Oh, also grab me another one of these delicious guava gangs. You're asking me to do so much I know. all at once. Um, so the second movie for tonight is sometimes they come back. Which is a TV movie adaptation from 1991, a Stephen King adaptation. Sir, you know how we love our Stephen King adaptations here. Um, A man and his family return to his hometown, where he is then harassed by teenagers who died when he was a kid. Well, that's not a Stephen King synopsis. I don't know what is. (laughs) I love King. Every one of his fucking stories, though, has the same hallmarks. It's an adult that goes back to his teenage homeland where he, you know, uh, flashbacks to when he was a kid and has to relive the trauma of a kid and face the evil as an adult. Like it's hey, it, man. every single story is the same. If it, if it ain't broke, <laughs> don't fix it. Or there's a writer in it or it's both together. Yeah. Either or. Yeah. Um, anyway, though, yeah, I just thought that was funny. There's such a very like, <laughs> is it just me or like when you watch a Stephen King adaptation, even I know if what you, you're gonna say. even if you didn't know it was a Stephen King adaptation, they all look and feel the same. What is that? I even if even if they have different directors, different directors, different cinematographers, different studio, like they just look the same. What the hell is that? I don't know. I said the exact same thing to Kristen. I, I looked over when we were watching. I'm like, I'm like, it doesn't matter who makes these movies. Doesn't matter when. Doesn't matter what studio. Doesn't matter what kind of movie. You can always tell a Stephen King adaptation. That's the weirdest damn Apart thing, from isn't the rest. it? Yeah. Isn't that it's, weird? It, it's bizarre. Because it's not like he has a lot of, a lot of, if any, input on like the filming of his adaptations. Maybe it's because of what we were just talking about. It's always an adult going back to his childhood. So there's kid versions of them. Like, like maybe maybe that's the familiar. But part. even the look and the feel of the towns and stuff like that. Like I, I, maybe, I don't disagree. Maybe it's just because you've always you like you've always said, and I know that you love Stephen King, but you also have said in the past like sort of as a as a slam that like he's so descriptive that he can spend two pages describing a rock on the side of the road maybe it's just that his like his but his adaptations though don't do that so you can't but i'm saying like the source material the filmmakers have so much to go off of because of how things are described i don't know i don't know I, i i maybe i don't i don't know that i see it in that light but i don't i don't know what it is dude it's just it's it's bizarre 
Yeah, it's absolutely uh, bizarre. Yeah, like when once you start watching a Stephen King adaptation, it's just like, oh yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it just feels the same. Yep. So anyway, you have a uh, you have Tim Matheson who plays Jim Norman. Yep. Uh, his wife is played by Brooke Adams. She's mm-hmm. uh, Sally Norman. Uh, babe. <laughs> and then uh, his his brother, who uh, doesn't make it through too much of the movie, Chris Chris Demetral, yep. Demetral, Demetral. Um, Make him Russian. A uh, young Wayne Norman. Uh, who else do we have here? Um, the I would Robert say Robert Russler played Richard Lawson, the main uh, the main uh, greaser dude. The main greaser. Yep. Um, uh, Ro- William Sanderson uh, was one of the other uh, greaser dudes. He was the blonde guy with the uh, earring. Mueller. Yep. Um, Vinny played by Nicholas Sadler. I actually meant to look up. Is he, is he, uh, I looked up a lot of these. So this is actually a pretty who's who's cast in, in terms of bigger movies they've been in. Tim Matheson, obviously Animal House, probably his biggest sure, yeah. film. Uh, Brooke Adams was in the seventies version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers and the Dead Zone. Uh-huh. Another King adaptation. Robert Rustler was in Weird Science. Probably the most famous scene in Weird Science with Robert Downey Jr. with the bras on their heads. <laughs> like he's right next to Robert Downey in that scene. He also plays Grady in Nightmare on Elm Street 2, the jock. Wait, hold on. Hold, go back to the bras on the head thing? Yeah. What'd you say? Robert Downey Jr. has a bra on his head, and Robert uh, Rustler is right next to him in the, in the famous scene of Robert Downey Jr. Isn't that... They, I think they, I think there's more than one scene. You're thinking of the main characters too. Yeah, I'm pretty. I I, I swear to you that it's Robert Downey. Okay. Swear to you, it was. Maybe I'm wrong. He was, on this. he was like the asshole kid next door in that movie. Wasn't yeah, but he? didn't he come over though? And they were trying to prove it to him. They all did the bra on their head thing. I could have sworn they did. It's been a long, long time since I've seen that know. movie. That could be a correction. Point is though, he was in Weird Science with him, uh, and he also played Grady in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, you're right. Part two. You're right. I'm looking at a picture yeah. of it. So there you go. With uh, him and Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, it's him and Anthony Michael Hall, not Robert Downey? Robert Downey Jr. and Anthony Michael Hall have a scene. Oh, so all four of them. So it's... Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I knew I was remembering that correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again... Yeah, you're totally right. Nightmare 2, though, Grady, the the jock, uh, the jock friend of uh, the main character. Yeah. I can't think of his name right now. Um, yeah, uh, also William Sanderson was in Blade Runner. The the blonde dude, uh, yeah, I, this kind of a who's who though. A lot a lot of people that were in a William, lot of bigger. William stuff. Sanderson is not the blonde dude. Uh, Mueller. Uh, Mueller was. Oh, I'm sorry, he was the guy that didn't die. Yeah, he was the guy that didn't die. Vinny, he was, yeah. Vinny was the blonde dude. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so kind of a kind of a who's who's cast in terms of and not maybe not by name recognition, but they've been in a lot of stuff. Sure, you know. Um, so I directed by Tom McLaughlin too. Can't forget that director of friday six mm-hmm. my favorite friday movie even six? though i love seven but I, I i go back and forth on them a lot i i feel like as much as i love seven because it's the first kane hotter one mm-hmm. i feel like i have more fun with six i okay. like zombie jason a lot yeah it's a little bit more cartoony it's a little bit more six, fun kind of how i like my jason six is the one that starts off with the the wrought iron yep. thing in his chest and yep. then it gets struck by lightning yep yeah okay and the the mask blows off of his face it's all like yeah it's, <laughs> yeah it's yeah the, the, the fun movie okay but uh yeah so i really enjoyed this movie i liked it a lot. i liked it a lot yeah. it's it's exactly what you would expect from an early 90s king adaptation yep. and this was i believe made for tv even though it claims it has an r rating but this was made for tv 
Um, yeah. So maybe there was stuff that was cut out there might for be the TV a, version. Yeah, there might be a, um, what would you call it? An, extend, an extended ed- edition. Yeah, like Well, a, I think what we watched would have been the extended edition. Because there, there, there was cursing in it, so, I believe, we, wasn't there? We watched it on... Uh, YouTube. Sh- I watched... I watch on YouTube. Oh, I watch on Tubi. Um, oh no, that's where I watch. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, there was there was a couple scenes where the screen got grainier, and I was wondering if those were it scenes been. that had been added back in for like a director's cut or something. That's like very that. possible. Um, yeah. So anyway, this is uh, so it's Tim Matheson's character is moving back to his old hometown. Mm-hmm. After 27 years of being, oh, 27, 27 years, oh, yeah. 27 years of being away after his uh, his older brother was killed in a in an accident yeah. well, involving. It, it, it was technically an accident, but not really. Like they're they're getting bullied. Yeah, they're getting bullied by this group of uh, greasers, basically. Yeah, and they were in a train tunnel, and they're beating the crap out of them. His brother gets accidentally stabbed, like pushed into a knife. Yep. But then the asshole who was holding the knife says, "You had it coming." Yeah, yeah. Really? Because I, because I wouldn't pay you twelve cents. Yeah, you piece of shit. <laughs> twelve cents. That's a bazooka <laughs> Joe bit money, baby. Um. So the little brother though, when he goes to run away, grabs their keys, so they can't get the car out of the tunnel before the train comes. They all die. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Smacks the fucking car. Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. I don't, I don't. What's the reference? Bob, you don't know what Bob's your uncle means? No. It means like I didn't grow up in the thumb, James. It's not. It's a. That's, it's a British thing. Haven't you ever watched? I'm you, not British. Haven't you ever watched Austin Powers? Yes. Bob's your uncle. I probably didn't know what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> um. So yeah, these the greasers end up dying except for Mueller. Um. Well, I guess you. I guess you don't really know that in the beginning. You don't know that in the beginning, no. So anyway, 27 years later. Uh, t- um, Jim Jim Norman moves back to town with his family. Now they they make reference to like something that happened in Chicago. I'm assuming they cover that more in the short story. Um, well, I think what I think I don't know what they do or not. I wanted to read the short story. It's only thirty pages. Oh, is it? Um, I think what they're what they're referencing though is that he had anger issues and that he had an outburst and got fired because right. he was kind of unhinged and that was it. Right. They don't, they don't want a repeat episode of what happened in Chicago. Sure. And they kind of show signs of that. Like he breaks the ruler the one time, he holds the kid up against the locker the other time. Like he has these like mild shows of outbursts, but he doesn't go crazy. I feel like every time he gets angry toward the students, though, it's completely warranted. Yeah. Because they're acting like dickheads. Yeah. And they're all thirty. Yeah. Oh my God. Every <laughs> every single one of the students was played by a thirty five year old. Yep. yep. <laughs> Fucking uh, what was his name? Chip Chip Galloway. You call me the Chipster. The Chipster. <laughs> like, oh God. Okay, you're forty five. Go home. Oh, Chip Conway. His name yep. was. If I ever, if I'm ever making a movie, a movie, a and, movie, and I have to do a high school scene, I am insisting that we hire adults to play the kids. <laughs> I am insisting on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was actually looking at when, I want uh, them all to have full beards and then the, the all the ladies the prerequisite they had to have hit menopause already oh like, of that's, course <laughs> yeah. that's it that's the, that's the prereq <laughs> to be a high school student <laughs> um, so he, he's got this unruly class and he's, he's trying to you know just trying to make the best of it he's a history teacher mm-hmm. blah 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 um, and then basically what happens is uh one of his students who he really likes 
he drops his wallet one day so he goes to follow him to like give his wallet back and as he's driving down the road he sees that the student is being chased by this black chevy bel-air and he sees the 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 car run the kid off the road and he goes flying into a ravine and and dies and it turns out that he's the only other person who can see this car. The uh-huh. kid could see the car as he was getting run off the road, and he could see the car, and that was it. Everybody else thinks it's a little suspicious that he was the only... So, like, people are starting to starting to think, like, oh, this guy's got anger issues, and now one of his students is dead, and blah, blah, blah. And then the next day when he goes to school, there's a new kid in the seat of the, the dead kid. Yep. And it's... Richard Lawson, who was one of the greasers who the killed main, his... The main guy from the greasers. Yeah. Right. Yep. So basically... They start offing students one by one to basically make room for the dead people in the gang to come back. Right. And now they're students. And they start tormenting him, and he <laughs> tries to, like, he tries to tell people, he tries to warn people, but nobody... Everybody just thinks he's losing his mind, yep. basically. Yep. Um, and then... Classic Stephen King. Yeah, classic Stephen, <laughs> classic Stephen King. And they basically, like, they get to a point where they're tormenting him and they say, like, history repeats itself. Like, we're, we're going we're gonna to do, it's, it's basically, we're going to play this back out again because this, there was an unfavorable outcome the last time because obviously they didn't want to die in the train tunnel. So it's like, now, yep. now it's on. We're going to kill you. We're going to get out scot-free and blah, blah, blah. Is that how that works? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. So, how, I don't know how deals with the dead go. That's fair. That's fair. Um. So go ahead. Yeah. No. No. Uh. So it's it's basically that his brother his brother ends up coming back over as a kid still and like doesn't understand what's going well, on. Well, that wasn't until the very end. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's what you were getting at. No. Well. No. I just. I guess that's that's pretty. We hit pretty much the the main plot points. So, so. what are the rules in terms of who can see them and who can't? Well, so once they like it seems like when they're in the car, they're invisible to everyone. That's what it seems like to me. Except except for the people they're going after. Okay, so they can just choose who sees them? May- maybe? Is that how that works? Maybe. But then all the kids in the class can see them. Well, yeah, that's why I say like when they're in the car, yeah, it almost seems like they can just choose who they want to show themselves it to. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because yeah, when they're in the class, everybody can see them. Yeah. So yeah, I guess they can just choose who sees them, who can't. I I guess we can just roll with that. They don't define the rules of their of their ghosthood in this uh, in this movie very well. That's not like that's not the first time that you you see that in a in a or or the only time rather that you see that in a King adaptation though no. because in Sleepwalkers they can make their car invisible. Okay. You know. So well, even even in in it when they're all being terrorized by the different versions of Pennywise. yeah, it's just. Ch- yeah. Children can see him and adults can't. So it's yeah, it's not terribly uncommon for. He just wait. He's wait fine. wait he's, wait wait wait. Children can see them, but adults can't unless they're the adults that were terrorized by it as children. Oh, uh, because all these kids are supposed to be high school kids. So is it is it possible that these things are? Well, that's the thing. Twenty every twenty seven years, uh-huh. is it possible that these things are attached to Pennywise? Yes. 
Yeah. Are we figuring this out? Yeah, because if you think of like... I don't think that this actually is intentional, but we're going to make I mean, it intentional. <laughs> it, it might be, though, especially with the... I mean, Who so, knows if the 27 years thing was even in the short story? They might have just done that for the movie because it's a Stephen King thing. I'm going to read it this week and then like come come, come back do. and and, uh, and see if we can make some more sense of this. But like, if you think about it, Pennywise comes back... Did they ever mention the name of the town in this movie? Um, I don't remember if they did. I'm not sure. Let me look it up. Um, if you think about it, Pennywise obviously comes back every 27 to 28 years, depending on the cycle. And it's always his his return and his uh, exit are always marked by some horrible act of violence, right? Yeah. So... I think I'm trying too hard to try to try and connect it to <laughs> to Pennywise. I don't. But I yeah, don't, I, I mean, like it's it, that hard. It, I really don't. Well, I, I'm thinking more along the lines of like, um, uh, like because tip, typically what happens with Pennywise is there's an act of violence that marks his return, mm-hmm. and then he wreaks havoc for a while, usually about a year, until some other horrible act of violence marks his his exit right yeah and then he goes to sleep for 27 years until the next thing that calls him back so would this would this have marked his connecticut huh takes place in connecticut in connecticut stratford connecticut oh okay uh so that's not dairy no it's not dairy (laughs) um yeah i don't know I, i think it's probably just one of those fun I think so. Those I, fun King callback kind of things. And and like we said, we have no idea if that was even in the original short story. They might right. have. You know, this is directed by Kyle MacLachlan. Like he, he, he's a horror guy, so he probably sure. read King and that was, and he didn't write it too. Maybe the writers well, were there big was, fans of there was other King. Ref, you know? There was other references to King stories, especially it. In fact, like the guy, so there was Officer Nell. Yep. Who is in, he's a, He's a, now, I wouldn't say a major character in it, but he's very present in the story of it. And he's one of the characters who gives uh Jim Norman like the some of the most valuable information that he needs in this uh-huh. movie. Uh-huh. So played by Duncan McCloud, I'll point out, by the way. It's Duncan McCloud. The Highlander. Oh, no. <laughs> the Highlander is is Christopher Lambert. No, I'm saying that the actor who played Officer Nell in this movie is literally named Duncan McCloud. Oh. His the actor's oh, the oh, actor's oh, name oh, is oh, Duncan oh, McCloud. Oh, I got it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so it's uh so there's that de- and I, I I'm guessing if you if I was mostly just like watching this just to like take the story in. I'm just with with any other King adaptation, I'm sure there's little Easter eggs hidden all oh, over I'm the sure. place. I'm sure. I I couldn't help but but think when uh, when I was watching this, I'm like, this is just Stephen King's The Lost Boys. That's that's what this movie feels like. It's kind of yeah. It's very swap these people out for vampires and them trying to just like bring them to the train tracks to like have them join their ranks, mm-hmm. right? Just swap that that plot point out. Mm-hmm. This is just King's The Lost Boys. That's yeah. all it is, and it's great. It really works. The, okay. The makeup effects are really fun. So on that, on that, on that point, right? Going there, back to the Lost Boys thing. Okay. No, not on the oh, Lost Boys oh. thing. I told you that there. I got to get this out before I forget to talk about it. So I told you that I 
I I thought that I was going into this movie for the first time ever. Yeah. Have you ever had a movie, or have you ever had like a a memory of watching a movie from when you were younger, and it's so vivid in your mind, but you have no idea what it's from. Yeah. And you just you search it out. You. It's not until you search finally the internet, watch it like, again. So I have I for years and years I would say. Uh, almost 30 years I've had this vivid memory of this one particular scene and I've tried to find it on the internet I've even gone into like horror forums horror forums on reddit and stuff and described the scene and nobody's ever been able to answer me what scene was it which is weird because it seems like it would be a pretty easy question to answer but nobody ever gave me an answer so when they when they pick up chip uh, was it Chip? Yeah, when they pick up Chip. So by this point, Richard has come back. Richard Lawson. Yeah. Vinny has come back. Okay. And North, uh, it's it's the first scene where you see North in the back seat. Yeah. Because so they, Chip, they, they they pick him up to go out with him. Or yeah. yeah. Well, so he goes. He so Chip comes to to uh, Jim's house and says, "I went out and had some beers with them, and these guys are fucking crazy. They say they're gonna kill you and stuff." I just want to let you know I don't have anything to do with it. So then when he goes to leave, they show up and they hit him with their car, but he jumps on the hood and he goes, you know, they like they go speeding through town with him on the hood. He finally gets pulled off the hood and they grab him and take him into the car. And for years, every time I see a scene where somebody like kidnaps or like takes somebody and puts them into the back seat. Mm-hmm. I've waited with bated breath to see if this is the scene. <laughs> and so they finally take him and they grab him and they take him into the back seat and I go, "Okay. I here I am. I'm ready for this." <laughs> and they get into the back seat and Richard Lawson is sitting in the front seat and he says, "Uh, North came up from down south to see us." Which is funny. He came from hell, right? Yeah. He came from down south to see us. Um, and I go, okay, the guy's sitting in the back seat. He's scared. <laughs> All right, cool. And then, checking box. but then they're sitting there. And I have this very vivid memory of just this disgusting, blackened, slimy thing, like putting its like mouth right up to a guy's face uh-huh. and, and just like, like, you know, growling or whatever. And I go, okay, well, these are just dudes. Like they look like, dudes and i'm like okay this isn't it but then they go they go oh we gave him a pretty good scare there didn't we and and then Vinny says something like ah but he doesn't look scared enough and i go yeah (laughs) (laughs) tell me more and then richard lawson says to Vinny, he goes what do you think we should do like yeah he doesn't look scared enough how do you think we could scare him and i said the line before the line happened I go, the face. And then Vinny goes, the face. And I go, no, no, no. (laughs) And I I was like, it's happening. And then so essentially what happens is they they decide they want to really scare Chip. And so they they do the face where like Vinny turns away and then he turns back and his face is all fucked up. It's them from the accident. From when they got. And then. And the then one, I, the one guy's like jaws all hanging off. That's and shit. the one that oh, I remembered. So good. That's the one that I remembered because North. It's Vinny turns and he and he uh, he turns back and his face is like monstrous looking. Yep. 
But then North comes into the scene and his bottom jaw is gone and he's all black and stringy and disgusting looking. He looks very much like a Return of the Living Dead zombie. He does, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Tar Man almost. Yep. yep. Um, and I was like, that's it, dude. I've been waiting. For, <laughs> I've been waiting to see this scene. Like I have, and it was, I didn't watch the whole movie, I don't think, when I was younger because I'm pretty sure I remember seeing that scene. And thinking it was so awful that I never wanted to see anything like it again and running out of the room. Nice. <laughs> and I've been wanting to know what that scene was from for the past 30 years. Well, maybe not for the past 30 because I wasn't into horror for a long time. So probably the last like 18 to 20 years I've been wondering what that scene was from. And I finally found out. Well, there you go. And I'm very excited about it. <laughs> Although it didn't give me the same horrified feeling that I had when I was younger. It was more so just like, oh, that's cool. Those are cool effects. This just proves if you wait long enough, James, those scenes, sometimes they come back. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the makeup like, effects, though, were really awesome. Though. Oh, yeah. Very like, cool. Really, really cool. This Rich, movie was more... Richard Lawson's look was really cool too awesome. it was like he looks a lot like Moonface from oh from from uh, nightbreed yeah it, i don't think it's him but he looks a lot like him i was like half expecting like that like character to show up in this movie even though i knew i obviously knew <laughs> that it wouldn't but um there's a couple other things that i i thought were uh interesting about this movie at least um the there's there was a lot of uh a lot of things that, that they that they do that I just had a, a good chuckle with, like when they move into the this old house, they move back to this to this this town, mm-hmm. and they 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 he the guy moves his uh, Jim moves his whole family into this shitty ass like dilapidated house, <laughs> and he says to him, he goes, uh, he says something like, "I'll never let anything happen to you to his son or whatever," and he's, and he's kissing him goodnight, and I and I'm looking at Chris and I go, "If you want to protect your son, don't put him to bed next to a fucking wall filled with black mold." Like it was just was it really black? Yeah, it was like mold all over the walls in this house. It was disgusting. (laughs) It's like, what are you doing? I didn't notice that. And and I thought that it was actually really, really impressive how they dismembered an entire corpse at one point with a single switch switchblade. That takes skill. Wow. That takes skill. If you notice though, all the cuts were right at the joints. (laughs) That's true. It's like deboning a chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Spatchcock. (laughs) Like that that I'm 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 impressed. I was impressed. Well, and it was more the speed. It was more the speed than it was the the <laughs> the the, uh, the accuracy because they did it in like five seconds. They did. That they was did. at the end of that scene. Had I watched more of that scene when I was younger, I would have seen a guy being dismembered and thrown out a window. <laughs> I would have remembered the switchblade. Um, but yeah, anyway, get to the end of the movie though. They try to recreate the. Um, try to recreate the killing or whatever and little Wayne comes back out of like a portal from heaven or something like that or and he basically Lil, does Lil Wayne comes and he back. does nothing. <laughs> 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 they make it a big point that Wayne comes back and Wayne doesn't do shit in this entire thing. Doesn't do shit except for except for wine that he's alone. Yeah. That's like, that's oh, it. Sorry. Sorry Fuck that you. you're alone Fuck in you, the Wayne. afterworld. <laughs> Go to hell. Uh I I actually really enjoyed this movie though. I thought it was fun. I think uh the sequels apparently are crazy. Like the 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 first sequel is apparently like so bad it's good territory with Alexis Arquette, Michael Gross, and uh there's somebody else that's in it. But wow. yeah, yeah. I kind of really oh, want to uh, see it now. Um 
Hillary Swank. Yeah, Hillary Swank. Yeah. Yep. I kind of want to see it just based on the people that are in it and that it's in that kind of territory. Sure, yeah. And then apparently the third movie takes place in Antarctica. No, Wait. I, no idea why. So they're following the Tremors trajectory? Or? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll do those as a uh, retrospective one day. But, uh, uh, yeah. But yeah. So it'd be some. sometimes they come back again and then... Some, sometimes they... Sometimes they come backer again. <laughs> sometimes they still always come back again for more. To some, two times. <laughs> no, it's, sometimes they come back for more. For more, like yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so if we ever do another, uh, or if we ever do another winter episode, we got another uh, Antarctica movie to choose from. That's bizarre. Yeah, that... I, I don't get it. Okay. They're, they're, they have nothing to do with the original story. They're just completely unrelated sequels, apparently. But... Who knows? No, that's not true. The uh, I, From I thought my understanding. I, I, I thought I read the synopsis for Sometimes They Come Back Again two, which is what's what's the second one? Sometimes uh, again. they come. Again. Oh, sometimes they come back again. I thought it said something about. Let's find out the death of their brother, uh, thirty years ago or whatever. Let's find out. Sometimes, sometimes they, they come, come back, back again. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, because this one even has... Isn't that Billy Lawson on the cover? No, that's Alexis Arquette. <laughs> oh, is it really? Yeah. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. Yep, I know I'm right. Uh, what's the tagline to this? Um, <laughs> a man and his daughter return to his hometown only to be terrorized by demons who had sacrificed the man's... It's the same fucking story, just with a couple of swaps. Who had sacrificed... The exact same story. Who had sacrificed the man's sister in the past. Wow. <laughs> Oh boy, I'm still into it. Yeah, sure. Don't even care. Um, But yeah, I like how Alexis Arquette plays Tony Reno. Tony Reno. Hey, it's Tony Reno. Yep, I'm into it. But uh, dude, all right, cool. Those are those are the best, the best of the dead gangs. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Um, (laughs) yeah, I had, I had, I, I had a really good time with. uh, Sometimes they come back. I did too. Uh, Obviously, much more than. Yeah, than the Nomads. other movie, but Nomads. I I still like Nomads. Oh, well, liked is sort of strong. I had it. I had a pretty good time watching it. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. That's more than I can say. That's more. That's, I own I own fair. two copies of Nomads on VHS. I can happily get rid of them now. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I I held on to uh, I held on to them because well, so I did you a favor. I'd always heard that they were great movies. I did you a favor. Yeah. I, I helped you thin out your collection a little bit. Gone. There you go, bud. My 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 wife thanks you. <laughs> <laughs> um cool. Uh yeah, so the, anyway, that's it. That's it for the movies. We don't have to do we don't have to do any freaking add-ons nope. to this episode. Nothing. We're, we're done. We're done with the slayoffs, which means this is one of our shortest episodes I think ever. Uh, in a long time, not ever, <laughs> but in a long time. Yeah, I'm uh, here for it. Yeah, cool, man. If we could keep them all this length, that'd be great. Never. It's before one in the morning. I might actually get home at a decent time. Never. I'm in, I'm in good shape tonight. Never. I'm happy. All right. Uh, well, yeah. Hey, if you want to find us before next week's episode, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can all bleh, those are words. Yep. yep. <laughs> you, whoop, 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 whoop. you can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Uh, we're on all major streaming sites. You've already found us if you've made it this far. Uh, so your homework for this week—not that anybody ever does it—but uh, I want you to open the phone book because those they still exist. Damn it. Call a random number and just be like, yo, 
You should listen to the Buzzkill podcast. Yo, Martha Friedman. <laughs> listen, bitch. <laughs> listen, bitch. <laughs> listen to the Buzzkill podcast. Whoop, whoop. That's it. That's yeah. what I want you to do. And then she'll have the understanding that we're juggalos. Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta blame someone. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Um, whoop, whoop. Yeah, it's all family here, boys. Yep. Uh, yeah, so do that. And also uh, check us out on Spotify. Yeah, please do. Leave us a rating. Actually, here's the thing. If you've made it this far and you actually do listen to the show, like start leaving comments and ratings and stuff because like we're we need to get some momentum built back up here. Oh, built back up. Built back up. Like we had momentum to begin with. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we'll go. So what I'm saying is that we want to build momentum (laughs) for the first time in seven years. (laughs) Uh but um yeah, no, do us do us a favor. It helps. It It, does. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, Spotify. Help us ruin more lives. Help us help us overtake Joe Rogan. Oh, We're coming for you, motherfucker. Coming for you, Joe. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, all right. That's it for this week. Michael. James. Cheers, bud. Cheers. Have a good night. Adios.